This podcast may contain coarse language and mature subject matter that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. It's another podcast episode, and it's Valentine's Day. You're probably wondering this year, what's this voice going to say? Well, I'm here to tell you to dim down the light and get close with that someone nice and tight. Because we are going to share ghost stories, some of Ontario's best. Stories so good they may distract you from seeing her in that sexy nightdress. The tales you will hear may bring you both lingering fright. So much so, it will force you both to stay up all night. Don't be surprised if she tries to distract you by teasing you with her bod. Might make your little antenna stand up for attention, just like a REM pod. But wherever your Valentine's night takes you, whether you go fast or take it slow, let Brandon and Ashley's sexy voices guide you. Rate, subscribe, and enjoy the show. Yeah, that's right. Brandon and Ashley here for Ontario's Most Haunted Podcast, episode three of season what two. What did I just listen to? <laughs> You're listening to pure gold. Turn it off. No, we gotta let this roll out here for a little bit. Like you heard, rate, subscribe to the program. You can end up rating and reviewing us on iTunes. And of course, subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you end up getting your podcast content from. If you wanna end up getting your ghost stories into us for a future episode, we're dedicated to just you guys called The Experience. You can do so by emailing us at officialomhpodcast at gmail.com. That is where you can end up sending your story. Type up your story. You can end up do, write, uh, seeing your story in a voice recording and attach it to the email. That is the best way to do so. Like you heard from the, uh, from the voice you heard in that little opening there, Brandon and Ashley here to take you through this Valentine's Day, and I... Can you turn off the music, <laughs> please? Alright, there we go. Uh, so, Ashley... Um, uh-oh. Okay, I kid you not, if you look, my, my mouse is... It's just stuck. So you're gonna have to listen to this for a little bit longer. No! Oh, that's okay. Brandon. There you go. No! Oh, thank God. So. What the fuck was that? Why did you make me listen to the torture? I thought it was. A, okay, so full disclosure, everybody. Um, I ended up testing out some feelers for that intro, and I ended up giving it to a couple of people. And, um, they seem to have all loved it. Um, Ashley, however, seems to have had her brain melt listening to it. <laughs> melt? It's dripping out of my ears. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
it's worse than last year's. I would have rather the key in your pocket. Are you happy to see me? This was better. I engaged. I, I incorporated the antenna of a REM pod to and used it as sexual innuendo. Yes. I thought it was brilliant. Good thing I'm in therapy. There. <laughs> What do you mean, good thing? After you ended up hearing that, you'd be going either way, I think. No, I'd be going to therapy. No, that's what I mean. You'd be going regardless. Okay, if you were to rate this on a scale of 1 to 10, where would you put it? I have minus 2. <laughs> Not really. It was good, but what the fuck, dude? Okay. Let us know on Facebook. voice. <laughs> I can't picture that coming out of your body. It <laughs> It didn't come picture. out of my I picture that voice and then it's just like this big burly with, man standing with behind this like white... the, sh- the the room separator with all like the lights are off and it's just a screen and with the like the shadow from the light behind him and he comes out just sprayed in this little leprechaun. <laughs> this this little white thing with a very white voice. <laughs> I'm sorry, but but I'm glad I'm by that laughter. I know you feel like that was absolutely uh, sexy, not sexy, and cringy as fuck. Oh, it was, but more so not sexy and cringy as fuck than sexy. (laughs) (laughs) But you're still laughing, so I think it worked. I think I did a good job on it. I can't wait to get high. I'm going to forget all about that. Well, besides that, how are you doing, Ashley? Or did you forget? I'm not high yet. You're exhausted. I'm Um, very exhausted. Uh, We, for those who don't know, I work in retail clothing. And we had just opened our change booth back up on Thursday. So yesterday being obviously Saturday, it was crazy. Very crazy. Today was a little bit more relaxed, but not as much as what I would have liked. Yikes. So I'm... I don't understand why. It's not like like anything's coming up where it's super busy. It's Valentine's. Little kids want clothes to look cute for their school crush. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, I remember that phase. I don't, because no one liked me. (laughs) Oh, trust me, nobody liked me either. I just ended up trying to pursue a girl for eight years. And, oh yeah, I'm not even joking. I had a high school, or a elementary school crush. Do you not know when it's time to give up? (laughs) I bet you any money she wished. Um, Like she (laughs) wished I... I I would take that back. Like she wished I'd give up. Uh, well, it was funny because I think I had a crush on her. No, seven years. It was from grade one until grade seven. Ooh. And grade seven is when I decided to give up. Grade eight is when she started to talk to me. See? And... You give up and good things happen. Lesson there, kids. Give up on whatever you're doing and good things will come out of it. I mean, pretty true. That's a terrible advice to give somebody. Kids, don't go to school. 
joking. Is... Don't end up like me. Go to school and go to college. Wow. Okay, there we go. Um, <laughs> uh, well, it's a it's a Valentine's Day episode, and I really want to end up saying uh, we're recording this on Sunday, the night before, and yes. I want to give a big thank you to everybody who has ended up showing us love on Facebook, where we have surpassed uh, 1,000 page likes and 1,000 page followers. So that is huge. That is a big deal. Thank you guys so much for doing that. Um, I'm going to be honest. I wasn't expecting that in the last, you know, since June of last year. Yeah, um, I wasn't expecting that either. That that's, I thought maybe like a hundred to like. I wasn't thinking. I wasn't lowballing. Low. I wasn't lowballing like that. I wasn't thinking like a hundred or anything. But I was thinking maybe like five hundred. I was th- but, thinking like in between one and five, like something like that. Some. Oh, you mean like, like in the hundreds, not like one and five individually. No, no, like a hundred to five hundred, but like a thousand. Jesus Christ, like, thank you yes. for loving us and putting up our, my shenanigans with him. <laughs> my shenanigans even more. But I more. promise there will be more shenanigans to come. Yeah, we got some pretty exciting things coming up, but uh, thank you. Thank you guys so much for doing that. Thank you for uh, spreading to lo- uh, spreading the love. Giving us love. We're spreading the love back to you. There we go. Um, You're giving, we're giving back. There we go. And Speaking of having their uh, love being in the air a little bit, Ashley, well, this is a really weird segue, but today is not a case study episode. No, it is we not. We have a interview with a TikToker that Ashley absolutely loved, uh, even before we ended up booking this. And... A little. Uh, oh, I've loved her for months. I've loved her content. A little bit of backstory here. Uh, this person who we're interviewing uh, today, she is a TikToker, and I had no idea about her videos. But she went around to a lot of places in Ontario and did little uh, historical clips uh, and uh, uh, instances of the paranormal that have happened there, and just documented it and making them into a YouTube uh, or uh, TikTok channel and that's all her content has been it's just that so as ashley is sending me more and more and more tiktoks of her and i'm being very impressed with what i'm seeing i decide you know what let me just try and reach out let me see if she wants to uh if she's interested in being a guest little did i know she has been binging our podcast since august and had when we did our season break when we did our season break so you know it was a good time for her to catch up and um and it's just been it, it, she was had zero problem zero problem at all coming yeah. on board which i was very very uh excited to hear and then once i told ashley about that she fangirled then our guest ended up fangirling about ashley fangirling and again, I'm being left out in that. And that made me, that made me fangirl even more, knowing she was fangirling, fangirling over me, fangirling over her. Try and work your way through that <laughs> equation, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yeah, it, it confuses. <laughs> but um, 
But yeah, so you're probably wondering who the hell is this person we're going to end up talking to today? Well, we are speaking to a young lady who ends up going by the name of uh, Hauntingly Krista on uh, on TikTok and, and Instagram. Uh, but on her YouTube channel, she goes by Krista Merrick. So we should stop talking and, uh, and get into get- it. Now, before I get in, before we get into the interview, I do just want to say that we did the interview um, while I was in uh, Amherstburg visiting some family, and dumbass me forgot my laptop, so I could not record normally. Yeah, I gave him help for that. Yeah, so I could not record normally as I would, but thankfully, uh, Krista was able to record the interviews audio so if you hear crappy uh crappy quality from mine and ashley's end that is why but you know what to be honest we're not the star of this interview uh -uh, not from my end thank you i recorded my end and i sent that to you already but i couldn't put it in because my audio was not recorded does not matter you can sound like shit i want me to sound good but (laughs) but at the end of the day we're not the stars of the interview. It is Krista. So without putting it off anymore, let's let's talk with uh, hauntingly Krista. Yeah, but Ashley, enough about us. Uh, let's get to our uh, our guest who we've been waiting for weeks to try and end up booking and getting on our podcast. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, you know her on uh tiktok most mostly people from uh canon ontario know her quite well she's got she just ended up reaching fifty thousand followers on her tiktok her videos have been viewed millions of times ladies and gentlemen you know her as hauntingly krista but we're gonna get to know her as krista mara krista how are you doing I'm good. I'm so excited to finally be here. Long awaited. I'm excited to be on the Ontario's Most Haunted Podcast. We're very, very happy and lucky to end up having you on. Uh, I guess you're our first TikTok celebrity. Well, not I guess. You are our first TikTok celebrity, I guess. (laughs) So, um, but first, right off the bat, uh, I know you just ended up coming back from a extended trip from uh, from the states uh, due to uh, some COVID reasons. I'm sure I can say that now because it's all public. Just want to ask, how are you feeling now? Are you good? I'm all good. I've been good for, even honestly, when I was stuck there. But um, yeah, it was a little bit of a surprise, but I'm glad to be home and COVID free. Perfect. <laughs> perfect, perfect. So let's, Let's just start from, you know, rock bottom. It's going to be your typical icebreaker question. But since we have barely talked, we literally talked just to set up this interview. So I really don't know very much about your past and your, your paranormal and whatnot. So what caused the spark to end up getting into the paranormal? Was there something that kicked off your interest? Right. So I've actually been interested in the paranormal my entire life. Uh, I've had paranormal experiences since I was a child. It's just always kind of been an interest of mine, mainly just because it was there. Um, Mm. And then as I got older, I started to accept that it's around. And I also wanted to get more into going to haunted places. Um, So around September 
of 2020, I started a YouTube channel and I was trying to create content there. Um, and everyone kept telling me TikTok is the place to be. So I finally decided to start a TikTok and share all the haunted places that I love to go to. And that's kind of how that developed. But the actual interest of paranormal itself has always been there for me. Was it based off of an experience that you ended up having that made you kind of question what is going on? What what can I do to look into this? Am I going crazy? Can I find a way to make sure I'm not going crazy? Um, I guess more or less uh, with the constant paranormal experiences, there were always like little things because I grew up in a haunted house. Um, one time my dad and I had a paranormal experience at the same time when I was pretty young, we saw a shadow figure and that kind of like instilled the reality of paranormal for us. So that experience in itself was definitely uh, an eye opener. And then my grandmother was like always telling me like all these experiences that she had growing up. And mm. yeah, so it's just like within the family talking about it and then seeing the shadow figure definitely sparked that. Yeah, I guess, I guess, as you know, it's kind of, you know, I, I had this phrase said to me before, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. You hear a little, you know, one person have rumors in your family that, oh, there's, there's something that's going on or whatnot. And I guess I kind of plant a little bit of a seed in your head. But then once you actually experience something, I mean, it's like, it's kind of like me and Ashley. We loved the paranormal from a young age. There was, you know, we heard about ghost stories and whatnot. But once you he actually have your first experience, even though you knew about it, did your first experience seeing that shadow figure scare you? Or was it just something you accept? And you're like, oh, yeah, I knew all about it already. Um, it was more of like a startle. Like we both saw it and our instant reaction was just to look at each other and just like jaw on the floor, eyes open. Like this is real. This just happened. Like, what was that? And then we went to go check it out. Um, because it was basically a shadow figure that dropped from a staircase. So we thought maybe that's a person that just got really hurt falling down the staircase and there was no one in sight. So, and then we ended up finding out that that location that this happened at actually was a notoriously haunted location in Oakville, Ontario. Uh, I was on an episode of Ghost Trackers, and it was built oh. on a burial ground. So when oh, we found wow. that out, we're just like, okay, so we see it's haunted, and now we, see, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so all the puzzle pieces was were coming. Damn, yeah. <laughs> Ashley, do you remember the show Ghost Trackers? I do. Such a good was, show. Uh, what's his name? Joel McLeod, who was the host yeah. of that show. Ashley, what, what, was there like a burning question or whether you want to end up asking her? You, you sent, first off, I'm going to be, you know, full disclosure. I didn't hear about you, Krista, until Ashley started sending me your TikToks. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and then I started, you know, after that, I started following and I'm like, holy crap, everything she's going to is in Ontario, which is, mm -hmm. which is, which is fascinating. So Ashley, I'll let, I'll let you uh, go ahead here. I just want to know, cause recently you went to Mississauga and visited the Cherry Hill house. Mm -hmm. Did you have any like experiences there? Cause I want to know if I'm like the only one. <laughs> So I didn't get to go inside. Like I walked up to the door, but it was completely closed on the day that I went. Yeah. Um, but it had such like a dark energy to it that I can't really explain. Like I, I don't know. 
I, I wanted, I want to go inside of it, but there's something about it that just has some negativity surrounding it and uh, yeah. like a pull. It so. definitely has. Do you know anything about the history of the house? Um, I know a little bit. I know that they had um, put some native burial ground rocks like at the foundation of the yeah. house. And so there have been some sightings uh, and sounds of uh, the natives in yeah. spirit form in the house, which, right. Oh, yeah. Um, but they say like way back when, because the house isn't where it was originally built. So it was moved to where it is now. Okay. So the family that owned it when it was moved, um, they were part of the gold rush down in California and all of that. And when their son came back, he was getting married and all of this. On his wedding night after the like the ceremony and they were having the party at their house, there was a knock at the door and then son answered it. He went missing, just dropped off the face of the earth, never found again. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So they say that he's also haunting that location now. And yeah. I, I can definitely see that. I wonder. Um, I have so many questions now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. You know? <laughs> so when I messaged you on TikTok, when you posted that video and I told you that I had a picture, mm -hmm. it's in the front window where the main door is mm -hmm. to go inside. So when I went, because I used to live down the road from it, I went up and we were just like looking around. We were looking inside. The first time I looked in, I had the flashlight up on my phone camera. Look, and you could see right into the kitchen. You could see all the like the stainless steel appliances and everything. And there was just a shadow that through the light. And then afterwards, we were taking pictures of like the windows to see if we could catch anything on camera. We did. <laughs> So the big window where beside the main door, uh -huh. I have a photo of a man wearing period clothing, like a fedora, suit and tie, in the window, smiling. Oh. And you can see everything. Oh my god. So, Brana sent you the photo so you can insert it yeah. for the YouTube. Yeah. I need to see that. That's insane. And I'm gonna send it to you on Instagram as well. Okay. Oh my because gosh. it is such a good catch. Like, I didn't realize it until a couple days later. As that usually goes. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Well, even when we do, hell, even when we do investigations, we don't end up catching all the evidence until we actually watch the video on YouTube and we say, hey, yeah. we missed something. Or somebody comments and saying, hey, somebody said so-and-so's voice. Yeah. Um, a little adding to the house, the family that owned it in the past is buried across the street in that cemetery. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That yeah. is insane. I need to So by the looks of Chris's face, she did not know any of the no, uh, details no. about that. I did not know. That's wild. And yeah. oh my gosh. That I Sorry, feel like there's so much like oh that explains the feeling behind the house. Yeah. That's yeah, it really does. Oh wow. <laughs> so you know with with that, especially based off your reaction of what you just ended up, you know, hearing from Ashley, are there places that you end up visiting in Ontario where you're like, wow, like I, I've heard of this and I've heard of some stories, but I did not know that side of it. I did not know this. And it explains so much about what's going on. And if so, what places were those that you have visited? Tons. I feel like for 
a lot of the places I go to, um, it sometimes it takes me a few times researching, a few times going there to fully understand the picture of everything that goes on because there's so much history behind basically all of these places. Right. Um, one of my favorite locations to go to, and there's not much like haunted history that I can find on it, but I can just tell that there's... I've done a, a couple paranormal investigations there and I've done dowsing rod sessions and I'm, I get some pretty crazy and, um, responses that come back through that. And it's at the Blair Sheave tower in Cambridge, which is a beautiful location. Um, it is very old and I don't really know the full story behind it, uh, which I would love to, but it's just so like obscure. So I haven't been able to, but there's something something going on there paranormal wise i just i'm still learning about it to this day you so when you say you go to these places and you just you know you don't know much history about it but you just like you know you get the feeling you you get you know something feels off or whatnot is that because you somehow consider do you consider yourself sensitive to this stuff are you uh can you pick up on these things easily more so than maybe myself like i know ashley i mean she she's got no problem with this she's a pro but do you call me a conduit which i believe you are which i believe you are uh but do you consider yourself as sensitive uh when you go to these places and you can end up feeling this stuff i to a sense i've had people ask me before if i'm psychic or if i'm a medium i wouldn't go so far as to say that but um a lot of my experiences oh again i'll have like the shadow figures seeing them or i'll hear things sometimes but most of my experiences come from sensing energy i have a good intuition and i feel like with the paranormal it's kind of elevated so i pick up on like the energies of the spaces and just i can kind of range if it's a good space to be in or a bad space Mm -hmm. um how dark it is it's all energy based for me right yeah what do you feel the most? Because I, I got, I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this based off of my own experiences. And I'm sure Ashley's got the got the same idea too. When you go to these places, do you end up feeling the vibes of the negative energies more than the positive ones, or do you try and focus on the positive ones where that's where you feel the most? Uh, I always I always go on with the positive intentions, white light, everything. Um, uh, it's important to me just to protect myself because uh, I don't want to bring anything back, back with me. I've had that Definitely. Happen yeah, it's not fun. No. You should have told Ashley this years ago, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I've had it. I've had something come home with me before and I'm just, you know, and growing up in a haunted house that had so much around it that I'm sure is things that I brought home here and there. Um, mm. it, it's important to me now to especially that I'm actively going to all these places to actually protect myself and only try to radiate the positivity. Of course, if something is extremely negative, then it will overpower it. But that has been rare so far. Knock on wood. <laughs> Knock on wood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ashley, do you want to tell her about your little accidental experience <laughs> in Mississauga? Which one? Uh, well, uh, in the wooded area, <laughs> let's put it that way. I don't want to give yes, away the place, but yeah. 
So I lived right down the road. And if you went down a little like south, you would pass Cothra and the QEW. So there's a little forest there with a older house. It used to be like a war person's house. I don't know his term, so I'm not going to try and use it. It was a colonel. Um, but they had like a little that um they had like a little garden in the woods that had burnt down and i went a couple years ago just to walk around and i've never seen it so i was like yeah let's go like it'll be cool so we're walking around and right smack dab in the middle of this burnt down garden house thing was just fake roses so that's a little creepy in itself as i'm leaving and I was with the guy I was dating at the time. As we were leaving, we we both seen this big black mist go from one side of the trail to the other. We went back to his place and we were just like watching a movie. And I looked out into his backyard and I seen this figure just standing in the snow, all black, like trench coat, hat, no face, like couldn't make out any features. And I'm just staring out the window. And the next thing you know, he's like crouched down on the like the roof, staring at me through the window. And my ex had said, "Like, don't like I don't want you to hurt me. Go away, leave me alone." And I just had tears running down my face. Didn't know what was going on because I was not hearing what he was telling me. I was just too focused on listening by the window. So snapped out of it like five minutes later, and he's like, "You were being like." really weird are you okay and i was like yeah like i need to go home like i have good space i want to go home so i went back home and i for the next maybe five six six months the same time every night with this thing in the corner of my my room up in the ceiling just staring at me so now he had red eyes so it was just this big black person with red eyes staring at me would wake me up all the time I would have like massive pamperns all over my legs, like bruised into my legs. I would wake up with scratches and open cuts that were still bleeding for months. And I'm just like, fuck, like I need to like go away. So eventually I just stopped paying it mind because that's just what works for me. It stopped paying it mind and it eventually went away by itself. It stopped waking me up. I no longer had bruises. I wasn't waking up with cuts or anything anymore. And I was like, that was bad. Like, now I realize that was a demon. But I was like 18 at the time. So I was like, I have no idea what's going on. Because I've never had an experience with a demon before. So, yeah. When you, I know, that's a lot to take in. <laughs> I have chills, like, all up my spine. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Are you yeah, I have chills all over my arm. <laughs> so are you afraid of going to places and having something like this you know following you i know you can protect yourself and i think people can protect themselves all they want mm-hmm. but you know oh, you yeah. never know something can get to a point where no matter what you end up doing it will find that attraction to you where it will attach itself to you and then follow you home or whatever are you ever really concerned about something like that especially when you go to abandoned places or ruins or whatnot Mm -hmm. are you afraid of something like that happening to you i mean yes yes i'm definitely afraid of that happening but i i really try not to pay mind to that fear um and i try not to feed into it Of, of course i'm afraid of it happening and i know that it could potentially 
happen one day for sure, no matter what I do. But mm-hmm. it's not it it's not going to stop me from continuing to go to haunted places and trying to communicate with things. Uh, is uh, bizarre as that might be to some people, <laughs> but yeah, um, that's what we it's kind of you know what we not honestly look for in a way. Fair enough. <laughs> But yeah, so it is, it is, of course, something that I'm, I'm petrified of happening, but um, I just I take it one day at a time. So this is, uh, for those who don't know, uh, this is Valentine's Day. This is a Valentine's Day episode. And uh, you have a fiance, Krista. Uh, what does he think about, you know, you going to all these, you know, haunted places or whatnot. Well, first off, is he a skeptic? Because I know there's a lot of that in relationships where the boyfriend is a skeptic when the girlfriend's the one going out and doing all this stuff. Is yeah. that the kind of dynamic y'all got or going on? Yeah. Or vice versa, yeah. Um, he's definitely a skeptic, uh, but <laughs> there have been instances, like if it's if it, something happens where it's a little too unbelievable, um, he will start to explain it as, oh, I think that could have been a little bit paranormal. So, you know, it, it, it waits, it waits. Like he's not completely like, there's no such thing, but he yeah. tries to say it <laughs> unless it's too much. <laughs> there's been a couple of times when we've shared paranormal experiences together and it's like, that's a little bit sketchy, but um, he definitely is like the level-headed one out of us. <laughs> the, and it, it, it uh, sounds like he's more like the open-minded skeptic. Yes, that's a great way to put it. Yes. So going back to, because I know I threw a bunch of words at you in that question there, but the first part of the question, what does, you know, even though he's a skeptic, what does he think about, you know, you going to all these all these places? And does your fame on TikTok have something to do with the leniency of saying, yeah, yeah, go ahead and do it? <laughs> um, I mean, I, I wouldn't call myself famous on TikTok. Uh, I do joke around with him all the time. I'm like, oh, look, I just got another thousand. I'm TikTok famous now. <laughs> and so it's like a little inside joke between us. But um, it's uh, me going to these haunted places. He's fine with just he he wants me to be smart, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. And if I'm going to go at night, like he prefer me to take him with him and, and all that stuff. So it's just like being mindful of just not necessarily the the spooky things, but like the bad people things. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and then aside from that, um, like he doesn't want me to use like spirit boards in the house, which is fair enough. I can abide by that rule. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so you know, boundaries and we set them and we talk about it. So it works. So you brought up a spirit board and I'm, I'm kind of on the same boat as, as Ashley with this. Ashley is somewhat skeptical of Ouija boards, mm-hmm. yeah. um, as, as am I. Um, do you believe that, you know, the Ouija boards and whatnot actually work? Do you feel like they're, they are actually dangerous to the average person who ends up using it? Or do you think it's just more of the brain working with the body muscle wanting to give the answers that, you know, they want? Um. I definitely think when it, Ouija boards in particular, because it's become it's become mainstream and like a game, um, and everyone uses them and they don't use them correctly. And you know there are the muscle twitches in your fingers that can and people that will push it to different letters and um, right. you know, fake it. Uh, I do think that anything can be 
a method of communication, including Ouija boards. Um, does that mean all Ouija board sessions are real? Definitely not. Does it mean a majority are? Probably not. Um, I do definitely think that you can communicate with it just as you can communicate with like a cup and some letters on your table. Um, that's enough. just what I think, but, uh, I've used a Ouija board a couple times in my life. It's definitely not my preferred method. Um, but, and I don't think that they're inherently evil, <laughs> but I do think that you can communicate with the wrong things more easily because of how easy it is to like, I don't know, fool around with it almost. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. the wrong intentions out there but yeah um, I know I know Ash I think Ashley would probably more want it more as like a decorative piece more than anything like she's not gonna oh, oh yeah it. oh yeah I mean uh, I have a planchette tattooed on the back of my leg like I definitely want one just as a decoration do you have letters on your leg too like this no so it's just the planchette and then I have a star and a eye in the middle of it okay so you got a planchette you got a uh, what could be a pentagram and an Illuminati eye. I don't trust you for anything now, Ashley. <laughs> We're going to fight about this later. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so, so you mentioned, you know, you got dowsing rods before that I have seen you use in, in TikTok videos and whatnot. Ashley really wants to end up getting dowsing rods. Uh, me personally, I am skeptical of them. But do you have a favorite piece of equipment that you you like to end up using is dowsing rods the favorite piece of equipment that you, you like stole to use? my question <laughs> i apologize <laughs> well it's a good thing that you both have the same question because then you get the same answer <laughs> so i flip-flop with this one uh dowsing rods i would like to say are my favorite um i don't always pull them out uh recently my favorite has been the necrophonic app on my iPhone, it's like a spirit box, but like without the static and it's just noises that come through. Um, right. I don't know, it's an iPhone app, so the logistics of it, I'm not too, too sure, but I have, I feel like I get some pretty good responses that come through with it. Sometimes it can be intelligible. Um, so the, right now I'm having fun with that one, but dowsing rods are probably up there when I do use them. Go ahead, Speaking Actually, of the look in your face. Yeah. <laughs> Me and Brandon did an investigation at Grimsby, but for the day we went to Niagara and we went to a cemetery down there where Laura Secord is buried. The Drummond Hill. Drum, Drummond, Brandon, you yeah, know the story. That yeah. one. Yeah. And we were just walking around and it, suddenly I was just like, I I need to go this way. And he was like, wow, I was like, I'm, I, I need to, like, it's not an if, it's not a, but I need to. And I followed the, like the feeling that I had all the way to a family plot. And it was the mom and dad. And then the two kids who were both like, around young. the age of five. Yeah. They were really young. So I was like, okay, like, I'm going to start crying. We need to get out of here. So before we left, we were sitting in Brandon's car. And he was like, you know what, break out the necro. Like, let's, let's see what you're feeling. So I was asking questions, like, who was the plot I was standing at? We got both of the kids' names. And then next thing you know, we just heard, like, a baby crying come through. And then the mom. Oh, my God. And I was like, hey, we need to leave. I just started bawling. I I've never seen Ashley cry before. Yeah. 
I'm not one to cry. And I just bawled. It took me like 10 minutes to stop. I was like, we, like, I can't, I can't. Wow. Oh, that yeah, was, that was an unemotional time. And I was like, I was not expecting that. I was not expecting to hear two little kids confirm the names that I had seen on the plot and then them crying and their mom consoling them using their names. Like, was not expecting that. I love that you have had a positive or positive. I love that you've had a legitimate experience with the app as well. Cause I know sometimes yeah. people can be skeptical. Um, it is, it is truly a great app in my opinion. It so. is. It's when, also funny. I was actually at Drummond Hill cemetery today. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. So how, okay. So before I go to my next question, how was that? Uh, how was that for you? Cause that, that place is just, as soon as you walk through that threshold, mm-hmm. it's a different you world. Get, you get that. You hit you. I'm not a sensitive or anything. Mm-hmm. I, I go into every place I go to with a skeptical mind. Even though I'm a believer, I go with a skeptical mind. But as soon as you cross that gate, you it hits you. Yeah. It's you crazy. feel the battle that took place mm-hmm. on that. And for those who don't know, um, one of the bigger battles during the War of 1812, the Battle of Lundy's Lane, took place, a very bloody battle, I must say, uh, took place where this cemetery sits right now, uh, which is the Drummond Hill Cemetery. So if you guys go down Lundy's Lane in Niagara Falls, you really can't miss it. It's a massive, uh, massive plot ground. Um, but first off, was that your first time going there yourself? And secondly, did you feel that as soon as you ended up walking through that gate as well? Yeah, it was... Uh, it was a very heavy feeling and it, I just felt the need to leave, but I was like, I came down there, I had to shoot my TikTok footage. I'm like, let me just get through this. Um, and I just kept like wanting to speed it up and I had to reshoot so many times cause I was going too fast and my camera was like wobbling and I'm like, just get through it. Like I just, I kept shaking and it just, it just, it was a weird feeling. Um, but I understand why, obviously, with the history of the place, it's just, um, I haven't had that feeling at a place in a while that I've been to. So, and, and I guess it's kind of a, a kind of a related question uh, to what I was going to end up asking you. I know when I first ended up speaking to you on uh, on TikTok when we were trying to set this up, I noticed that you took a picture right in front of the main gates of Boston Mill Cemetery. Oh which uh, myself, Ashley, and our and Kathy had a very uh, interesting uh, experience at. Um, but, you know, it seems like such a gimmicky place to investigate when somebody says, oh, go to a cemetery, it's haunted. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you, do you really believe that, you know, even though there's a lot of dead people there, or pe- let me rephrase, a lot of people who have passed on there, mm-hmm. Um, Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. That was very uh, ignorant way of saying that. I didn't mean for it to come across that yeah. way, but but do you but do you think that you know would you want to try and avoid investigating cemeteries just for that reason? Like it's just so gimmicky. People are just going to assume that it's haunted because there's so many people who have passed away that are buried there or whatnot. Because mm-hmm. um, me personally, I there's only really two places I would want to investigate that are cemeteries and it'd be Drummond Hill and Boston Mill is based off of the evidence. After that, I wouldn't want to go to any, mm-hmm. it, it just seems too much of a gimmicky place. Well, I don't know. What are your thoughts about that? I totally understand where you're coming from. When I first 
started to go to haunted places and I would look look up different areas to go to and I would hear about different cemeteries being haunted. I thought it was interesting that a place of like final rest would be haunted. Um, I don't think that all cemeteries are, but I do think depending on what happened there, what kind of area mm. it's on, it could have like maybe residual hauntings or some something, something else happening. Uh, and I don't think it has to do with the fact that it's a cemetery. Again, it has something to do with whatever else was going on there, maybe before or, or whatever. But um, I don't think that every cemetery, well, maybe, I don't know. I, it's hard to tell. Yeah, it right. is. It's very hard because I've been to cemeteries before and I, and I don't feel like an overwhelming sense of anything. And then I've been to right. cemeteries where I'm like, there's something positive here. And I've been to cemeteries like Boston Mills and it's like, this is not a good place. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, you know, I didn't know this part of, like I knew about the schoolhouse that was there, which they now use as a mortuary. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't know the detail about Boston Mills where somebody got killed by a massive tree there when he used them. I'm guessing he was like a lawn keeper or something for the property that the cemetery is on right now. And he is the very first plot there. And he was buried in the bark of the tree that ended up killing him. Mm-hmm. Now that could mean they made the, made the coffin out of that tree or whatnot. But I just find it ironic that there's just this big massive tree that is right next to his plot and to me, I just think that part, it's that historical aspect of the cemetery that intrigues me to go and investigate that cemetery. Like you said, I think it just all depends on the history of that area. If I'm going to, uh, well, what's that big cemetery that's downtown Toronto? Mount Pleasant? Mount Pleasant yeah. Cemetery. Ashley has been there. She says it's extremely peaceful. It's beautiful to just even drive through. But I wouldn't investigate that. I, I, yeah, I hear it's haunted, but I think it's highlight because it's in a somewhat old area. I know you would, Ashley. Um, but it's, that's just yes, I, it's in a somewhat old like area. But you have to keep in mind they have more like little mausoleums built into the side of like of the cliffs, and they're old, right? Oh, so like you that. have to keep that in mind as well. Yeah, like it's a really old cemetery. Mm-hmm. Like, they had to cross it over a street. Like, there's a street that runs down two separate parts of it, right? Like, the place is massive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, like, it's on my bucket list. Definitely. So, this is a bit of a technical question to ask you, uh, Krista. You know, I'm, I look at places in the United States, and I look at all the TV shows in the States, and they have so many hauntings there. They have so many places that allow people to go in and investigate them. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but here in Canada, and I think more so in Ontario, there are so many places that are extremely hush-hush about it. Mm-hmm. They don't want people going in to investigate it at all. Almost as if they're trying to or what, preserve the business aspect, I guess, of these places and don't really want to end up talking about it because they think it'll scare businesses away. Not saying your your answer is going to change everything with this, but do you think that businesses should be more open to the history of where their places are located, and especially with the paranormal aspect, knowing that could actually draw more people 
to visit their establishment or whatnot. Do you think they should be a little more open to haunted places here in Ontario than they actually are? I mean, I'm biased, but I would definitely say yes. Um, there's so many places that I want to explore. I've actually reached out to a few places recently and they shut me down like immediately. They did not yeah. want anything to do with paranormal investigations. And I'm like, but your place is so haunted. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, but I understand, I do understand where they're coming from because not everyone believes in it. And if they do, some people are afraid of it. But then there are people that would like to go to haunted places and it would bring in business, but it's mm -hmm. hard to gauge um, what that's going to be. And also sometimes if you, there's like restaurants or pubs um, out there, I know Coach and Lantern and Ancaster is one of them and they like mm. market on their website that they're a haunted pub. So, you know, if you're going to take on that kind of brand, then maybe, but if you don't, I know some hotels uh, out there that, are really trying to keep it like under the rug. I understand why they don't want to like be like, we're that haunted hotel, but we're this nice <laughs> hotel. So spend lots of money to stay here. <laughs> I, in my opinion, I think it's really because it's just, everything just, just becomes so Hollywood in the paranormal world. Like you're looking at places like the conjuring or you look at the movies like, uh, it, Amityville Horror, Exorcism Amity of the Ramily Rose or whatnot, they glorify the paranormal so much where they make it scary to the actual person who doesn't fully understand. And to me, I think that's one of the reasons why they're not letting anybody go into these places, mainly because of, because of that is so glorified in Hollywood. And, you know, you're, you're a YouTuber as well, Krista. You know, we put out investigations of places in Ontario because we want to kind of educate people that, one, the paranormal isn't all that scary. Well, it's scary, but, I mean, like, it's not what it's all cracked it up to be, basically. Right. Um, but, two, it's also, the way I like to learn, uh, say this, it's, it's like the paranormal is when history comes to life. Yeah. And it's you're getting glimpses of the past. You're interacting with the past and the history of places. And I really think that a lot of, you know, I think the, the research part of the paranormal and the learning about the paranormal can be helped immensely if people or business owners look at it from that point of view where they take pride in the place that they're at uh, with, with the history that, their play their establishment falls under or they're well or they they want to know about what makes their place so unique why do people want to keep asking about this i just feel like you know as a youtuber we kind of want to bring that to light um when you do your youtube channels is this, is it more so just a showcase investigations or are you kind of in that same boat where you want to really expose the the historical side of these places as well it's a little bit of both. I, I think yeah. that um, my main goal with the content that I create, like I'm not trying to convince anyone that the paranormal exists. I'm just sharing my own opinion and I'm sharing all these beautiful places. And if you believe in the paranormal or not, I think that everyone should go and check out these places that have been there for so long and are uh, just amazing to explore, amazing to see. So I think it's a part 
of the history, but also just like of the building or the place itself, um, but also the stories that come along with it. Ashley, I got a, I got you know a couple more questions before we close, but I know you've kind of been sitting there uh, quiet and looking pretty and everything. So yeah, go go ahead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so out of out of Ontario, where is your bucket list place? All right, there goes that question. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Payback for earlier. <laughs> um, bucket list, like like my top one. Yeah, top one. Oh, that is a hard question. But this podcast is all about hard hitting questions. My instant reaction is to say a hotel that does not want to be known as haunted, um, but it. Is an extremely old hotel in. I mean, I'll tell you guys. Can you bleep it? We'll we'll mute we'll mute you saying it. How okay. about that? Sounds good. Um, Ontario. Um, okay. Yeah, I've never, never heard of this place before. I have an extremely okay. old hotel. They recently did renovations on it. Yeah, so they have a, like so much history on there. My fiance and I actually went there to. Um, potentially have our wedding there we want to like tour the venue and i i knew it was haunted going in <laughs> and we were talking to the lady who was showing us around and she was telling us that um uh, what's his name al capone had stayed there and there was like secret passages in the walls and it went to a speakeasy in the basement yeah Ooh. that's amazing it's, it, crazy and uh then my fiance was like uh oh i can see why this place is haunted the lady stopped turned around her eyes were like wide she's like how did you know that and then we're just like oh no it's okay like we we like the haunted things and she's like okay yeah this place is really haunted and then she proceeds to tell us (laughs) all these haunted stories and then takes us to the basement which obviously she doesn't usually do but because we like the paranormal she took us down there and it like that's where the speakeasy was but now it's a restaurant and she took us to the back and it was like this stone cellar and this is like one of those instances where my fiance felt like this is something and again mm-hmm. he's the skeptic um we walked into this stone room and there was like these arches and it just felt like something was standing there looking at us um and the woman was like trying to like hold me close because she was scared to be back there and i'm like yeah there's a presence there's something dark right here like we need to go um so i want to stay there and then do a secret like investigation and not expose where it is so that's probably on my bucket list right now but it's uh because of the fact that they're trying not to expose that they're haunted right. <laughs> uh it's kind of it. yeah so um then other than that well now cherry hill house that's up there too <laughs> there you go right because ashley mentioned all that me personally and i mean like i'm pretty sure i know what ashley's in but i might but i may be wrong but uh mine's definitely keg mansion downtown toronto um yeah that place has been a bucket list even more so than Casaloma. Mm-hmm. Um, if I had to pick either or, 
Peg Manson without a shadow of a doubt, without even thinking about it. That place is just so creepy. Even just looking on the outside, it looks creepy. But hearing the stories of some of the apparitions that are seen, of like a woman hanging in the foyer there, children running up and down the halls. Ashley's friend had a had an occurrence where a bike was literally just going by itself down on the third floor, I think, or something like that. Yeah. Um, it's just so so much stuff there that sounds like it's right out of a Stephen King novel. That place is crazy. Um, that that is that is my bucket list uh, location now. Prove me wrong or prove me right, Ashley. Which one was yours? Mine's the old jail in Ottawa. There it is. That's also a good one too. It's closed right yeah. now. I had, I know. I'm so sad. I had my very first like paranormal experience that I can remember. There, we went for like my grade eight or my grade seven trip, and they had put us it all in like one of the jail cells that they still have. And it's like, okay, we're gonna go walk down. We'll show you where the gallows were. So they still had the noose hanging. Obviously, it's not the same one they used because that would be gross. Yeah. Um, but they still had a rope hanging in the gallows. And when we crossed, turned to go down the stairs, I had seen a man hanging with his eyes open, just staring at me. And I got so freaked out because I was like That's 11, 12, 13 years old, old. Yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um, that my teacher thought I was going crazy. So she made me hold her hand for the entire rest of that day. But even as they brought us out into the courtyard, I was like, no, like, I, I need to leave. Like, I can't be here anymore. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And for, and for a young child, and, you know, you know, Krista, you saw that shadow when you were a very young child. Uh, Ashley ends up seeing that, you know, of course, one is obviously a lot more heavier in terms of what would creep you out more. But I... It's just amazing to me how often children see stuff. And I think think it has a lot to do with their imagination. Their brains are so much more open to everything where they're kind of more susceptible to this stuff. And maybe that's why, you know, adults are skeptics because they've just kind of grown out of that imaginative stage or whatnot. Mm -hmm. So... So let let me ask you this, Krista, because I feel like this is with a lot of investigators. Do you feel like you really have to have an open mind to all possibilities in order to end up experiencing something? Do you you think it's more susceptible to people who are open or do you think people who are more scared and skeptical... um, they're getting more experience. Because I've always thought about this. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I, well, originally, before you said scared and skeptic, I was going to say open-minded, like, would be more susceptible to paranormal experiences, but as opposed to people who are scared and skeptic, um, it, it just depends if those people are closed-minded or not. Like, because if you're closed-minded, then... I. Even if you have an experience, you're it, you're not going to think about the other options. So you have to at least have like some sort of like maybe a crack open um, to at least you know be a little bit susceptible to it. Um, so you could be scared and skeptic, in my opinion, and be open minded at least a little bit. But if you're completely closed minded, I don't think that you're gonna. Um, you might experience something, but you are going to like shrug it off as something else, something logical, you know? Because I think, especially when I see some of the TV shows, 
you hear stories of people saying, oh yeah, I was a skeptic before, but then this happened and I've never looked away since. Maybe not so much the experiences, but do you you think those who are more skeptical have the more intense experiences that cause them to end up, you know, believing in it afterwards? Because I feel like people who are open-minded and who believe in this stuff don't have as many experiences as those who are skeptics or or you know cynics i guess those who are really close-minded yeah good point uh i think it's just from in my opinion i think it would be would be perspective um Mm. so you know uh, but it also it depends on the scenario because i feel like sometimes if it's a skeptic and they have like a life-changing experience it could have been like way more insane than anything that I've ever experienced and maybe ever will. Um, but it also might not be, uh, but because it's just the perspective on how you look at it, it seems more big to them. Right. So I guess it depends on the situation, but I don't know. Yeah, you know, Ashley's a special one where she, she is a hardcore believer, but because she is such a magnet and a conduit to these things, she's going to get the more intense uh more intense experiences than than i think anybody else in our crew um so krista before we go i got you know i got one more question uh for you here out of all the places that you have gone to and everything that you consider as like a bucket list to investigate (laughs) is you know, besides that one that you mentioned in that town where I'm not even going to end up saying the town because it may just end up giving it away. Yeah. But is there a place that you have yet to go to that is not really a bucket list item, but something where about the history just draws you so much that you haven't visited yet that you that you really want to end up going to? Kingston Pen. Ooh. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's actually one of that's also one of Ashley's So what about besides the enormity of it, mm-hmm. uh what about Kingston Penn is it that, that really draws you to it? Uh, I wish I could explain it. There's just a I think I think it's just the, what it is <laughs> and like the history behind it that I I just I feel like a just to pull to to go there and to explore it. Like, and I want to go inside of this one. Like I, I, and I want to spend the night and I just, that would yes. be scary, but like at the same time, I'm, I, I would welcome it. So, yeah. It's kind of part of your job though. I mean, it's yeah. not like, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I actually, I just, I just thought of this and this is a matter of opinion. Cause I really don't think I can end up coming up with an answer for this. Mm-hmm. What do you think? is, you know, I'm going to use quotations here for those who are listening to us on podcast. Um, what is the most haunted or the most active? Jails, prisons, and penitentiaries? Or hospitals? Oh! Because I think they're very, you know... Oh! That's hard, dude. That's hard. Why'd you hit her with that one for the last <laughs> question? Bro, what's wrong with you? Psychiatric hospitals. Yeah. It's like a prison for people that are sick, whether it was actually sick or not. Especially back in the day, the, you never know. Yeah. See, what Krista did was she actually read, 
Here's a loophole how you can say both without saying both. Yeah, basically. <laughs> but, it's a good answer. Yeah, it is true. Yeah, there's, I think it's a, I think it was a psychiatric hospital that I really want to go to that was, that's in Hamilton, uh, right on the mountain there. But, you know, we've, it's, it's late. I know Ashley's uh, getting a little, little drowsy here. And, you know, honestly, it was a long time coming, but thank you for, you know, taking the time to end up doing this interview with yes, us. thank uh, you. For those who are listening, for those who don't know, and if you don't know, what the hell is wrong with you? Uh, where can they find you on uh, uh, on your socials and, and on YouTube? Check out your stuff. Yeah, um, I'm at Hauntingly Krista on TikTok and Instagram, and my name, Krista Merrick, on YouTube. There you go. That's where you can go find her investigations, where you can go find her short clips of uh of her travels around ontario and while she was in the states even la and uh and mexico the haunted places out there so go check her out there's a reason why she has fifty thousand followers because she's damn good at what she ends up doing she's a lot of fun to follow and she was a fantastic person to end up talking to here so uh go give her a follow she is lovely go give her a follow and um Again, thank you so much for taking the time to do this, Chris. It has been a blast. Thank you so much. I had so much fun. So that was our interview with Krista. Lots of interesting stuff there. I have one thing that I uh, that I want to touch on about it, but Ashley, I'm going to let uh, yet let your fangirl self uh, take a stab. What is your takeaway from the interview? What did you like most about it? What what stood out to you? She's so nice. She was very nice. She was very adorable. Super down to earth. She is. I love the fact that I was able to give her a little bit more history on the Cherry Hill House. Yeah, that was cool. Since I lived like right, I used to live right down the road from that. And I did send her that picture after we did the oh, interview. Yeah? And she was like, oh my God. Yeah, dude, like you can totally see a man standing in the window. Everything. She was so excited that I caught that piece of evidence way back yeah. before I even started doing investigations, like like how we right. do now. And I love the fact that she her reaction to when I said the the family who originally owned the house was buried across the street in the cemetery. She was just like, what? <laughs> I really liked that story. That was it was about the it was the not bucket list item, but her or yeah, it was her bucket list uh, place she wanted to investigate the hotel. Yeah, uh, where Al Capone seemed to end up going through like or mm-hmm. visit this place, went through the tunnel to go to the there speakeasy. Was, like, tunnels. Oh, I want to go. But so I love. I love when she said that her and her fiance were going there for like trying to find a venue for her wedding and the he pipes mm-hmm. up so oh, yeah I could see how this place is haunted. I could just picture the woman just stopping dead in her tracks, bug eyed and just be like, What'd you They're say? Like, how do you know this? <laughs> yeah, like, uh, yeah exactly. <laughs> so that was cool. That I really ended up uh, I really ended up liking. Yeah, Krista is absolutely fantastic. Uh, it was an absolute pleasure to end up having her it was such a treat to have her out she definitely has to come back onto the podcast in the future oh for sure she will because i would love to have her on it she will absolutely and like she ended up saying hope we can end up getting together for an investigation soon as well 
Yes, we have to plan that. Yes, we do. We already got about four places on the go right now, so we we got to find some more, yeah. uh, which I'm really, really excited to get going on uh, soon. Uh, Ashley, anything else you want to end up adding about the uh, about the interview? Honestly, there's just too many good things. Mm-hmm. Like, she's totally down to earth. Like, we talk on Instagram, like, on and off again. But she's overall just a sweet human being. And the way she goes about making sure that she's safe and her fiancé making sure that she's safe when she goes out if he's not with Mm. her and stuff like that, like, that's all very important. Absolutely. And the fact that she's also has a background growing up in a haunted house and knowing how to protect herself the best that she can that's also very important so like i don't know the whole interview was my whole favorite like i loved everything we talked about it was yeah yeah, absolutely it was that it was really awesome i can't say much else other than what ashley ended up saying it was fantastic so like i said if you get if you're not following her Go follow her, uh, follow her on Instagram and on TikTok. Hauntingly Krista, H-A-U-N-T-I-N-G-L-Y-K-R-I-S-T-A. And this might impress you, Ashley. I spelt all that without having anything to read off of because I realized I didn't have it written anywhere. <gasps> Good for you. Debrain. You're growing up. What are you going into, grade two? Well, I... I did end up failing grade one, so I'm going to have to go back to that, so... <laughs> I'm kidding. But, um... That... Uh, okay, go back to grade one. We'll start over. <laughs> that is... I mean, you'd fit along right in with the kids. You're the same height I'm the height same height of them. I talk about the same, uh, same things about them. The newest Disney movie that came out. Uh, what my favorite Disney character yeah. is. My, uh, when I have my apple juice first thing in the morning. How I get my lunch made for me. What's your, what's your shoe size? I'm gonna go get you going with dark shoes. Uh, I am a size. <gasps> or like light I am a shoes. size three and a half boys. Are you really? No. Oh. <laughs> I was so concerned for a minute that you had tiny little feet. No! <laughs> Good lord, Ashley. And I promise I'm not. Anyway. Good God. All right. Yes, anyway, that's going to do it. That's going to do it for Ontario's Most Haunted Podcast. Thank you again to Krista for coming on board. If you liked the episode and you liked the show and you want to end up getting more of it please subscribe to us where can you do so you can end up doing it at spotify google podcast itunes or wherever else you end up finding your podcast we are there subscribe and especially on itunes rate and review the podcast we want your feedback we would love to know your thoughts on it and how we are doing help spread the word as well share it around get people to more help get more people to listen to the program as i meant to say if you want want to send us your ghost stories of any paranormal experiences you ended up happening have have happened to you please email us at official omhpodcast at gmail.com type your story speak your story into a voice recording attached to the email we will read it we will listen to it and we will feature it on a future episode of the experience until next episode my name is Brandon that is Ashley and we'll talk to you guys again 
next show. Stay spooky and stay safe.